This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now. The WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, Thursday afternoon, February 10th, 2022. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rob Hart. The latest check of the Consumer Price Index shows inflation at a four-decade high. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, it's Media Preview Day at the Chicago Auto Show. Let's find out what's hot from Jeff Gilbert, CBS News automotive reporter based in Detroit. Jeff, thanks for joining us today. You're at McCormick Place, and uh, thanks to the calendar... Uh, is it safe to say that Chicago is first out of the gate now when it comes to uh, auto shows in 2022? Well, yeah, and Chicago traditionally has had a February auto show. So after one year of uh, doing a smaller show in the summer, they're back to their normal February date. So people who traditionally have gone to the Chicago auto show will notice that it looks a lot more like your normal Chicago auto show than the little smaller event they had in the summer. There are a ton of COVID protocols in place. You've got to wear a mask. If you want to eat food, you have to show that you're vaccinated. And the show is a little bit smaller than normal shows, but you know, for the most part, it does feel like a Chicago auto show. And this is an opportunity for the automotive industry to show itself off. What are some of the new and amazing things people can see at the Chicago Auto Show this year? Well, you know, the big thing about the Chicago Auto Show has always been trucks. This has been a big truck show. And, of course, these days, electrification is big. So you've got electric pickup trucks here. This is probably the first chance for the public to see the new electric Chevy Silverado And it certainly is going to be the first chance to take a ride in the Ford F-150 Lightning. Ford has a little track here that uh, they're they're taking people for short loops in that electric vehicle. They can't quite go in fast mode. You'll also see the uh, electric GMC Hummer pickups. So electric pickups are really hot here in Chicago this year. And this is an opportunity for uh, people to really understand uh, the acceleration of an EV because it's a very different experience. Exactly. And obviously, you're not going to be able to do full acceleration in a little auto show track. But but what the car companies are trying to show people is that it's more than just being green, that electric pickup trucks can have more power. They can tow more. If you want to tow, they can power a work site. Uh, Even, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the front, the front trunk which gives you lockable storage in a pickup truck, something that's been lacking in the past. So car companies are trying really hard to get that story out to consumers that, you know, the 
that these trucks can actually be better than your traditional pickup truck in a number of ways. And in the uh, uh, internal combustion engine category, the Ford Bronco was a, uh, a big success last summer, and uh, people will be able to experience it once again indoors. Yeah, you'll be ex- able to experience it indoors, and they've got some different trims of the Bronco, some special trims. There's an Everglades trim that they introduced here that actually has a big snorkel on it. Not so much that you can go underwater, but you can ford more water and and go through swampy kind of territory. Uh, Camp Jeep, by the way, is back. Uh, They've actually put a bigger hill in that so people can experience that more. And one of the interesting things about this year's Chicago show is since there are are fewer exhibits, there is more space for those ride-along exhibits. Uh, the, The show organizer, Dave Sloan, who's the head of the show, told me that when when they did the summer show, that's something people said they really liked is being able to ride along in vehicles. So I believe he said that there are six opportunities inside and three outside. So So, get prepared to take a ride. So, Jeff, when it comes to the capabilities of the Bronco, does this mean that you can fjord in your Ford? Ooh, I like that. Uh, if, if they uh, use that in one of their commercials, I'll I'll tell them that, that you definitely need a need a percentage. Yeah, we'll we'll invoice the advertising company. Uh, Jeff, about, thanks for joining about, us. How Jeff, about have you driven through a fjord lately? Exi- there we go. There's 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 no off position on the genius switch here. Jeff Gilbert, CBS News automotive reporter, based in Detroit, but now at the Chicago Auto Show at McCormick Place. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Coming up, inflation is rising at a pace not seen since the early 1980s. We'll go in-depth on that. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Prices of goods and services are up sharply with inflation at a level not seen in 40 years. We're joined by Greg McBride, Chief Financial Analyst, Bankrate.com, based in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Greg, thanks for joining us today. Uh, inflation came in higher than expected. Uh, what? And, and you, you don't need a, a professional graph to tell you that uh, people are definitely paying more uh, when they go to the gas station or the grocery store. Uh, we're all talking. We're talking about uh, interest rate hikes in the future. We actually have some new guidance on that. Uh, is there anything that can be done in the near term to bring that number down from seven point seven percent? Uh, no, I mean, inflation's accelerating, Rob. I mean, we already knew it was high, but we blew right through that 7% threshold that was established last month. Uh, it increased at faster than expected pace at both the headline and the core level. And I think the, the real troubling thing here is the biggest contributors to this month's increase were food, electricity, and shelter. Those are all necessities. That's really what's squeezing household budgets. And because they're necessities, there's not much you can do about it. Now, the uh, president of the St. Louis Fed, James Bullard, is talking about raising interest rates by a full percentage point by July 1st. Uh, too aggressive uh, or not aggressive enough? Well, it, it, I'm, I'm starting to like the tone of this a little better. I mean, you know, these baby step quarter point hikes, it's just not going to cut it because this policy, Fed policy acts with a lag. Uh, coming right out of the gates in March with a half point hike, I think that's the way to do it. Uh, it sends a message at the Fed serious about inflation. That's more productive than raising rates by quarter point baby steps in each of the, uh, their next two meetings. And this is basically the Fed trying to pull back on the throttle a little bit, uh, giving the economy the chance to cool down and catch its breath. So some of these uh, contributing factors to inflation, uh, supply chain issues, uh, workers getting sick, uh, pulling back on demand just a tad uh, to bring that number down. Now, the Fed's target has always been 2% for inflation. Uh, That's probably unrealistic for the rest of 2022 to get back to that. 
So, yeah, it's going to take a lot of rate hikes and a lot of healing in that supply chain before we can get back to that. Rate hikes alone are not going to fix this problem uh, as long as we've got issues on the supply chain. In the meantime, though, the economy continues chugging along. Uh, Jobless claims falling once again for the third straight week. A lot of uh, uh, governments, uh, New York, Massachusetts, California, Illinois now on the list are are reducing their or thinking are are, are planning on uh, off ramping their uh, mask mandates. Uh, Does this uh, foretell a big uh, jump in demand for the services sector later this year? Uh, you know, demand is definitely strong across the board. Yes, I think you will see more spending in the services sector. However, a lot of that inflation, that even inflation from the supply chain, some of that can bleed into services as well. So you're going to see price increases in that area, uh, squeezing consumer wallets as well. And uh, on the on the wage front, uh, people did, you know, on aggregate, uh, uh, get some have a little more heft in their paycheck compared to a, a year ago. But all of that got eaten up by inflation. Yeah, it's, you know, that's in past recessions, we've had jobless recoveries where there was stagnant wages. Inflation was really low, but there were stagnant wages. This time around, we finally got decent wage growth. And wouldn't you know what inflation's at a 40-year high? The consumer, yeah, the, the budget pressures just continue. It's always something. Greg McBride, Chief Financial Analyst, Bankrate.com, based in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Thanks for joining us today. Coming up next, Disney beats the street with its latest earnings report. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Disney celebrating a better than expected quarter. Let's take a closer look with Chuck Carlson, CEO of High Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast Newsletter based in Hammond. Chuck, thanks for joining us today. It seems like Disney was firing in all on all cylinders in the last quarter of last year. Uh, the theme park business came roaring back and the streaming service managed to uh, defy gravity as far as uh, compared to Netflix and some other services that did not see nearly as much growth at the end of 2021. Yeah, they, they hit on all notes here, and analysts were especially concerned about the streaming business. That came out better than expected. And you're right, the theme park business was was really solid. The company had record revenue and operating income at its domestic parks and resorts. The, the one thing I take away from the report is that Disney has pretty good pricing power. I mean, when you look at uh, the price increases that they've been able to implement in the parks and resorts, that really filtered through. And they've also been able to raise prices on their streaming services. So, you know, they're in a, a real nice position as volume volumes continue to grow both at the, the theme parks as well as on the streaming side. So, yes, it was a, it was a pretty solid quarter. I mean, to give you an idea, the, the earnings estimate for the quarter was $0.63 cents a share, and the company came out and put up $1.06. So they, they crushed the what analysts were expecting in terms of profits. Now, when it comes to uh, Disney+, Plus, is this a situation where intellectual property really matters? Because despite the fact that Netflix had a great deal of success with Squid Game, that did not necessarily translate into more people uh, signing up for it. And yet uh, Disney has is churning out a Star Wars series a couple of times a year, and Encanto went straight from uh, the movie theater uh, onto the streaming service. Uh, is that the case where it just had these blue chip properties that people want to not only see but uh, pay for? Well, well, that as well as they have other ways to monetize content and, and creation as well. You know, I mean, all that stuff that gets through the the streaming and on the entertainment side, you know, start showing up in their theme parks, et cetera. So, you know, where the where somebody like a Netflix, for example, their cost of acquisition of content um, is really just for streaming, you know, Disney really can monetize that over a number of different ways, you know, consumer uh, merchandise, et cetera. So, you know, they're, and they're masters at monetization down there. Uh, that's pretty well known. Yes, there's no, there's no Netflix theme park. And if you did want to uh, uh, ride the Squid Game ride, run. Uh, <laughs> it would be a very frightening situation. Um, let's talk about the Dow theory very quickly, uh, especially today, and especially in light of the uh, interest rate news that came out from the uh, head of the St. Louis Fed about uh, possibly a one-point increase by July. How does the Dow theory hold up in that uh, extremely hawkish environment? Yeah, the Dow theory is still on a bullish primary signal. The, the Dow Jones Industrial Average managed to hold its important low of around 34,022. Uh, it was under siege there a few weeks ago, and it held it, and then we had this rally develop. Uh, but right now, the, the, the last major signal under the Dow theory was bullish, and so you know, and, until that changes, this is still viewed as a correction within an ongoing bull market. Thanks for joining us. Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast Newsletter based in Hammond, Indiana. Still ahead in Technology Thursday, Samsung introducing a new lineup of Galaxy phones. This is Chicago's all-news station, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. 
The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio. WBBM Illinois will be ending its mask mandate at the end of the month, but state health leaders are still urging people to be cautious. The Centers for Disease Control is standing firm with its guidelines for face coverings. Technology Thursday. Samsung takes another swing at Apple with a new line of phones. Also on the tech beat, the private company SpaceX loses dozens of satellites to a solar storm. WBBM Business. The markets are lower. The Dow is down 369 points. The Nasdaq is down 196. The S&P 500 is down 58. AccuWeather says clouds breaking at times for some sunshine with a cold breeze and a high of 32. We have 30 degrees right now in Chicago under cloudy skies at 1231. And topping our news at the half hour, the medical experts who advise Governor Pritzker on COVID-19 are urging people to still take precautions after the state's mask mandate date ends on February 28th. The latest from WBBM's Nancy Hardy. Many people have asked the governor and his advisors where the state needs to be to rescind all COVID restrictions. Dr. Emily Landon, an infectious disease specialist at UChicago Medicine, says physicians and scientists don't agree which measurement to use. Each wave of this pandemic has had different characteristics, different behavior, and no single metric has been able to reliably predict the outcomes and the trajectory of each of the variants. Public Health Director Dr. Ngozi Ezike praised people for getting vaccinated and wearing masks to help the state's hospitalization rate drop faster than ever since the pandemic began. But be clear that COVID is not gone and it won't be gone on February 28th. Both encourage people to continue to mask up and Dr. Ezike suggests using more filters to improve indoor air quality. Nancy Hardy, News Radio 105.9 WBBM. Meanwhile, federal health leaders are not changing their stance on face coverings. The White House press secretary says she knows Americans are increasingly growing tired of wearing masks. We understand where the emotions of the country are, right? But even as Democratic governors aligned politically with the president remove mask mandates, Jen Psaki says at the federal level, We're certainly going to listen to our doctors and medical experts. And the CDC continues to recommend universal masking in schools and in areas of substantial or high COVID transmission. Saki was asked what would influence the president's decision-making. He will make the decision based on what the CDC advises. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, Washington. The noon business hour continues at 12.32. Stocks are trading lower. We're joined by Gary Kulpbaum, President Kulpbaum Capital Management and Fox News business contributor based in Orlando. Gary, thanks for joining us once again. Uh, since we last spoke at 10.20 this morning, uh, there's a little bit of news. Uh, James Bullard, the president of the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, said he supports raising interest rates by a full percentage point by the beginning of July. That would be the first uh, half-point hike uh, included in that since the year 2000. Uh, Is this a case of uh, the Fed uh, being too little too late when it comes to being aggressive, or is this uh, the right amount of hawkishness? Well, they are too late. Uh, They should have been raising rates already. I believe I said that earlier, but more importantly, this is not James Bullard, uh, the St. Louis Fed uh, president speaking. This is Jay Powell, the head of the Fed speaking. Uh, James Bullard has been his mouthpiece since Christmas of 2018, when Jay Powell uh, changed from tightening uh, to easing. So this is Jay Powell speaking, meaning that they are going to tighten a lot quicker. Well, not quicker, but a lot stronger uh, uh, in March. And I think the markets are reacting to that right now. 
And uh, once again, this is uh, investors uh, trying to find uh, more of a sure thing, getting into value, getting out of the growth stocks uh, in this higher interest rate environment. Um, going into this, you know, the Fed always said they're going to start dialing back on all of their pandemic measures uh, once yeah. we saw something around full employment and uh, if if inflation was higher than 2%. Full yeah, employment, right. there. Uh, that 2% <laughs> target seems very far <laughs> down the road, even if these aggressive measures pay off. Yeah, and that's what we mean by behind the curve. Uh, To explain it best, uh, you know, Jay Powell is an easy money central banker. Every time the markets got in trouble, this is fact, he has either spoken easier or done more easy money. So now he's forced to do uh, what is everybody would think is unthinkable in his mind is act on what's going on with the inflation. And he knows that's going to affect markets also to a certain extent. And I think that's what you're seeing some of today. And, and what you have to do is interest rates go higher. And by the way, rates are going higher without him. The 10 years up to now 2.02 today, almost the whole stick, is that the market has to start reflecting higher rates because that means the cost of capital, the cost to borrow, the cost to buy a house goes up, not to mention what we're seeing on the inflation front, both on the consumer and the producer. So uh, markets to be watched very closely. They have been rallying up in the last couple of weeks. Uh, We'll see if they're going to be able to take this going forward. But right now, after Bullitt spoke, or Powell spoke, uh, markets are coming in. I have visions of the guy walking on that tightrope across the Chicago River eight yes. years ago. <laughs> and uh, it's it's a very delicate balancing act because you do want to slow down the economy enough to to, to break the back of, an, of inflation or at least bring that number down a little bit. Uh, but you also don't want to fall over and uh, t- uh, topple into a recession. Well, every day that goes by, it gets to be more of a balancing act as the market's moving away from him. Every time the interest rates tick up, it moves farther away from him, and the markets worry more and more about that because by doing nothing or waiting to March, sows the seeds of even higher than we have inflation. And we don't want to get to the point where the masses, as well as business and industry, starts goes to sleep at night saying, heck, if we don't buy all our product today, we're going to be paying higher prices tomorrow because then you get into a vicious cycle of hoarding and shortages, which we're seeing some of already, but not to the point of really bad. If it starts to get really bad, then all bets are off. Gary Kulpbaum, President Kulpbaum Capital Management and Fox News business contributor based in Orlando, Florida. You can find him online at GaryK.com. Up next in Technology Thursday, the latest salvo in the smartphone wars fired by Samsung. Compounding your interest with an economy of words. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Technology Thursday, and Samsung is upping the ante in the fight for phone buyers with a new line of devices. We're joined by Ina Fried, Chief Technology Correspondent for Axios.com, based in San Francisco. Ina, thanks for joining us today. Before we talk about uh, Samsung's uh, latest and greatest devices, what is the state of play in the smartphone market? Uh, Is Apple's grip still total? You know, Apple certainly has a big share of the high-end market, especially in the U.S. 
globally, I think it's a little more spread out. But, you know, it's about split between iPhones and Android still. So, you know, Samsung is the big player in Android, but Google makes its own Pixel line, and its latest version is a much more credible competitor, and they're marketing it more heavily. So I'd say those are the three that I'm paying the most attention to, plus some of these new devices that are foldable and stuff, which is also where Samsung has been in the lead. Now, the uh, Apple iPhone 13 is the uh, latest uh, flagship phone for Apple. Uh, how, what is uh, Samsung throwing at that particular model? So I think both companies at this point are really refining their products and playing to their strengths. I think people have largely made their bet, iPhone or Android. I, I assume people are occasionally switching back and forth. Um, what Samsung has to offer is some of its traditional strengths, Great screen, really big phone. They've brought over, they no longer have a separate note line, but the Ultra in this family, so one of the phones they introduced yesterday, brings back the S Pen. It's essentially a note. So for people who like the big screen and the little stylus that you use, the Ultra is probably the Samsung for you. And then the other two, the S20 and the S20 Plus, are are kind of that incremental improvement to their mainstream flagship phone. So a very nice Android phone really good display, always new camera tricks, you know, the things you can count on every year, faster, faster processor, nicer screen and uh, great camera features. You know, obviously the, uh, the hardware companies release products on their own uh, research and development and production scale, and they probably can't respond all that quickly to uh, market conditions. But how has uh, uh, the availability of, of stimulus funds and higher paychecks and people being more willing to spend uh, post-pandemic uh, really uh, impacted the smartphone market? You know, I think the smartphone market has remained relatively healthy, which I was a little suspicious at the start of the pandemic because I thought people might spend more elsewhere as they're going fewer places. But, you know, it's our camera. It's our lifeline. It's so important that people are still spending on it. But you are seeing people spend in other areas like uh, TVs and desktops and laptops that traditionally all that money had been going to smartphones. So a little bit more budget conscious folks out there people holding onto their phones a little longer. That's definitely a trend that the companies are all fighting against. As people, uh, you know, they say my entire life is on my phone. Well, that's true. Um, and and as your phone becomes your communication device, your social networking device, your camera, uh, your entertainment hub, you know, what is the area of, you know, what, what type of what is the area of emphasis? What are the smartphone companies trying to do uh, when it comes to these newest models? Is it a better camera? Is it a greater ability to play games? Is it a greater ability to use social media or watch uh, streaming video sites? Camera is really where they've been investing the most in their R&D. It's where they each feel they can stand out a little bit from the other. It's one of the primary drivers that gets people to upgrade um, so that's probably the area they're investing in the most. I would say the other thing to watch is, you know, the smartphone has looked the same for years and years. We're starting to see the really interesting experimentation. So things like Samsung's Flip and the Fold, where the screen can fold. Um, you know, I think we'll see more of that. And then eventually this is going to pave way for augmented reality glasses that will not necessarily replace our phone, but will make it so that we can leave our phones in our pockets longer and get information right on our head, if that's the way people want to go. Thanks for joining us. Ina Freed, Chief Technology Correspondent for the news site Axios.com, based in San Francisco. Join us at this time tomorrow for Entrepreneur Friday. And still to come, bad timing costs SpaceX dozens of satellites. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. 
SpaceX will lose up to 40 satellites just launched because of a solar storm. They're expected to fall out of orbit. Let's get the latest now from Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media, former tech editor for the Today Show based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Uh, Paul, thanks for joining us today. It sounds like a, a major oopsie on the part of uh, SpaceX. They didn't read the forecast. <laughs> yes, oopsie was probably one of the words they said there in, <laughs> at SpaceX. Well, it's the one Some we the can say we... without engaging the delay. But that is <laughs> that is correct. Um, speaking of delay, actually, it's a very important word. It turns out the NOAA, the National Oceanic Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, they have uh, weather forecasts for the, for the globe, for the for the world, but they also have a space weather forecast. And the reason they do that is because uh, there are these solar storms that do impact uh, technology uh, on the globe, on the, on the surface of the Earth. And in fact, the, the, the last major one was called the Carrington event, happened in 1859, and it sounds tiny, but it fried most of the world's uh, telegraph system. And it turns out that these these large uh, emissions of these of these solar rays and solar um, solar frequencies can fry modern technology. It turns out, 49 Starlink internet satellites launched by SpaceX were launched not knowing that there was going to be a storm because now there's only about 30 minutes of warning. What they're shooting for is about three hours of harming, three days of warning. Uh, and so 30 minutes of warning wasn't enough to know. They launched the satellites and now they're going to come down. They're going to fry in the atmosphere. And uh, 49 satellites at a price tag of uh, just a little under a million dollars a piece. We don't have an exact figure, but uh, that's adding up to quite the financial hit for SpaceX. Uh, that is true. Uh, I think the, the various uh, sponsors of SpaceX are good for it. But the challenge they're really facing here is about planning. They're, they are, they're expect, there are about 2,000 Starlink satellites up there right now. Uh, they're hoping for their thousands, tens of thousands because they're trying 42,000 specifically. And that's to create a global Internet system that does not depend on landlines. That's all great until it gets hit with a wave of frequencies that fry the electronics. So that's what they're really uh, suffering right now. And they're going to have to relaunch those 49 satellites to grow that 42,000 satellite network. Is the solution here uh, better space weather forecasting, better uh, uh, forecasting of solar storms or uh, hardening the electronics in space against those types of events? That's a great question. The short answer is that you're, you're not going to be able to predict I think to any satisfaction, um, you know, when these events are going to happen, because while well, forecasts are pretty good, they're not perfect. What they what they tried to do actually was re um, reorient those satellites. They knew they suddenly sensed this uh, influx of all these frequencies. They reoriented the satellites from Earth, and so that they would basically go very fast. The effect of this uh, huge influx of these frequencies is it basically makes the atmosphere into something like syrup effectively. So it slows down all those satellites to the point that they lose their orbit. So if you turn the satellites uh, in the right angle, you can actually sort of speed through it and, and weather it in that situation. But hardening is exactly what they're planning on doing next. Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media, thanks for joining us this afternoon. You'll find past programs and later today a podcast of this hour at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.